And so I hope that the Lord can minister to you through me and through his word. If you have your Bible, go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. This is the letter that Paul wrote first to the church. I'm giving you a little context uh, as you're turning there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, we'll start in verse number 5. This is the first of two letters that Paul wrote to that a thriving church at Corinth, which is uh, just off the sea there. Uh, and he was, he was giving them some instruction. And for the sake of time, we're going to pick up at verse number, number five. Um, if you have time, go back and, and begin to read. The Corinthian church thought that uh, they were more spiritual than anyone else. And, and Paul was admonishing them about uh, having the ability to eat eat solid food or eat meat compa- compared to milk. And there was comparisons that were going on within the church that Paul was addressing. And so that's just a real quick snapshot of, of where we're picking up the context of chapter 3. And Paul says this, Who then is Paul? If you can help me just a little bit more with the monitors up here and um, make sure that the house is adequately adjusted for that. Who then is Paul? Not that much. (laughs) Maybe put it back where it was. Somebody say, put it back. (laughs) Who then is Paul? Everybody say, who is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers... Through whom you have believed, as the Lord gave each one. He's saying, God gave you the ministers through which the gospel has been preached to you. And then he, he goes on to say, He said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God, everybody say, but God gave the increase. Man, this scripture just came to me. Last couple of months, everybody said, God gave the increase. God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything. He's intentionally discrediting himself or he who waters, but he says it again. So there's, there's, there's redundancy on purpose, but God, everybody say, gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Again, but it was the Lord who gave the increase. And I want to preach and talk to you a little bit today on this, the Lord of the increase. Look at your neighbor and say, the Lord of the increase. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord and ask the Lord to speak to you right now through his word and through the preached word of God. He is the Lord of the increase. God, this is your word. This is your sacred, inspired word, and I am just a vessel and a medium to communicate this timeless truth. I ask you, God, to touch my mind and my body. I pray, God, that you will anoint the lips of clay as an oracle of the Lord, these feet of clay, and help me preach and speak not human philosophies or ideals, but help me speak the divine word of God into every man, woman, and believer that is here today. Let them be strengthened and encouraged. In Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. 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 Clap your hands to the Lord because he's good. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I, I am intentionally redundant today and... The first part of my uh, message to you will be pastoral. I will give you some insight and some directions. And today I will preach to some of you personally. 
The word of the Lord will shape you and impact your life personally. And then the second audience that I will address is the culture at large. And so as the proverbial uh, adage says, if the shoe fits, then you have to wear it. And with the turning of a page and the tick of a clock and with the sweep of a hand, we are here. We are here in the beginning hours and minutes and seconds of another year, and it is gone just like that. A year older and perhaps wiser, we hope. To some of you, there's a question mark there. But a year spent nonetheless. It seems like as I get older that the days are long, but the years are short. It is out with the old and it is in with the new. And we have all been gifted with another year, another trip around the sun. I know many of you thought that the sun circles the earth, but quite the contrary, it's the other way. It takes 365 days for this earth to make its orbit around the sun. And I think it's important for us to analyze and be self-aware. And like the prophet said in Haggai chapter 1 and verse 5, he said, you got to consider your ways. It's not enough to consider somebody else's ways, but the prophet said, consider your ways. And some of us have to evaluate our accomplishments and things that we did in years past, the prophet said there were some that have sowed much, but they harvested little. They ate, but they never had enough. They drank, but they were never full. They had clothes on their back, but they were never warm. They earned wages, but it was with bags that had holes in it. And so as we start this new year in 2023, I ask myself and I ask you, what do we need to do to become better? And as I begin to think about that and pray about that, because even with the times that we have left, I want to be the best version of myself that I possibly can. And as I thought about this church and I prayed about the young people and I prayed about the future and the direction, I began to pray and I began to feel this in my spirit that we need to aspire to and discipline ourselves in biblical literacy. I believe that there's so many distractions in our world. We are overstimulated and I'm reading a book right now talking about is called The Shallows and how the internet and technology and the digital age is rewiring our brains. And I read about one survey in 2021 that said 11% of the American people today only read their Bible. And that the majority of Americans today, and this was across the whole landscape of our world and our society, the majority of Americans are not reading their Bible at all. And just last night I was talking to my wife about trends that are emerging. And uh, there was uh, one trend that emerged that uh, uh, bell bottoms. I never seen the thought in my life bell bottoms would come back in style. I thought that died with the hippies and it needed to die with the hippies. We were talking about fashions and trends and Uggs and these, these things that come and go with trends and these fashions and these designs. I saw somebody up here that had a, 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 a Pastor John's wearing a double-breasted suit today. And then I saw somebody with a vest on. And I can tell you there's one thing that's not trending, and that's biblical literacy anymore. But I, I, as, as we go into 2023... I think that there needs to be a greater appreciation and a greater value placed on God's Word. Yeah. 
I know, I, I know, I know I may not get a, a whole lot of amens, but I think that there needs to be more Bible literate people, biblically saturated people that love God, that are Christ centered going into 2023. I pray to God if you're sitting out there and you're listening to me, I want, I want you to enjoy the singing of this church. And I hope from time to time you enjoy the sacred communication of preaching, the, the medium of preaching. I hope that you enjoy it and that it ministers to you. But I pray also going into 2023 that there's some biblically saturated people that fall in love with the word of God afresh and anew again. We need and must be biblically literate going into 2023. And I think that that is one of the things that we are lacking is daily Bible reading that we are, as Melanie Schock has talked about and, and spoke about eating this book. I want to tell you, this book, this sacred book needs to be digested into our everyday life. And even as I evaluate my own Bible reading and my own Bible study and my, my own disciplines, I, I am thinking, may, maybe I've been uh, watching or listening to too much news or, or too much of this thing or, or too much of that thing. I, I want to tell you, I want to know what God is saying. As I go into 2023, I want to open up the pages. You say, oh, Show me some new idea. Preach to me some. I want to tell you, I think that's the problem. That we need to get back to the basics of things uh, that will change our life. And it is the word of almighty God. Somebody clap your hands in this place. I know that that's not a new idea. And I know that's not some catchy story, but I want to tell you, if we need direction for our lives, it's found in the Word of God. If we need encouragement, it's found in the Word of God. If we need God to speak to us, it is found in the Word of Almighty God. I've heard people say, oh, I, I, I got a word. I got a word going to McDonald's drive through I got a word when I was at the new Cane's chicken place. I got a word when I was at Applebee's. I, I want to tell you, I got a word too. It's called the Bible. And a lot of times, the things that we are looking for are in the Bible. If we open up the Bible and we read this sacred text, it will give us the understanding that we need. I said it a few weeks ago, there is no such thing as your truth. It does not exist. There is only and ever, ever will be one absolute truth, one absolute authority, one absolute code of conduct and righteousness. And it is not like the Thomas Jefferson Bible where you cut out all the pieces that you don't want. It is found in this holy Bible. And I value this more now than ever before in my life. I value this. I eat this. I believe it's alive. I believe it speaks even right now. I don't believe, listen, I'm, all, I'm just gonna, I told you the first part's gonna be pastor. I'm not, I'm not all against, I think conferences are good. I think meetings are good. I think all of that is good. But you don't have to go to a conference every time you need something from God. 
You don't have to run here and there. Oh, I need a word. I got to go over here to a conference and get a word. Oh, I got to run over here to this conference. I want to tell you, if you open up this book, you can get a word from God. My conference days are about over anyway. I mean, if you ain't got some of this figured out by now, you folks have set through more good preaching in the last 15 and 20 years at missions conferences. And I'm going to tell you, shame on you. If you constantly have got to have a conference to pray you through, you ought to just open up the words of this book and pray yourself through. There is nothing greater than Amos said that the days would come, Amos 8 and 11. He said the days are coming declares the Lord God that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or thirst or water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. He said a famine's gonna come and it won't be bread and it won't be water, it will be people's ability. Now I'm just preaching what, I, what the Lord's telling me. Don't hate the messenger. said the famine will be people won't listen. 2023 or 22 and 20. The famine comes when they don't listen. That's what the prophet said. I, I, I want to know what God is saying. My prayer and my posture for 2023 is God silence every voice but your voice. Because I want to know what you're saying to Pastor Todd Johnson. I want to know what you're saying to me. I don't know. I don't care what the internet is saying. I don't care what somebody on, well, somebody on social media said, uh, I don't have to tithe anymore. Liar. Well, some pastor on social media said, oh, you know, I can do this, and I got liars, lies, 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 lies. I'm going to ask you a question. Why would you believe somebody on the Internet that you do not know over somebody who's been here for decades that you do know? I don't have a bad spirit. I'm just saying, it blows my mind how people will believe something off Facebook. They have no facts, no evidence, no no credibility, no degree, no formal training, no experience, no time, no tenure. Famine. They would not hear the word of the Lord. I preached a message decades ago. It said, mirror, mirror in my hand. Show me the image of a righteous man. And this word, this word must be in us. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid. This this book must be in my heart. Why? Because the devil is not after your shout and we believe in that. And the devil is not after you speaking in other tongues and we believe in that. But the devil is after the word of God in the last days to undermine it and destroy it and wash away its credibility. And I know that it's true. You need to be aware of that. One of the greatest challenges that this generation, now let me just tell you this. God's gonna win in the end. Okay, so every, let me me just give you a little context. Every generation faces different challenges. Every one of them. One of our challenges is people are so distracted right now. 
and that they value their opinion more than the Word of God. That's one of the challenges right now. Every, but I'm going to tell you, God, God is not going to be backed into a corner. You, you can, it doesn't matter. Listen, let me tell you what God will do. God will raise up a crackhead to take your place. God will raise up. God will, God will go right on down to the worst side of town. Somebody sitting in the living room right now that's hung over. And God by himself will fill them with the Holy Ghost and raise them up. He won't be back down. He won't. And it might not be you, and it might not be me, but God will always have a church, and there'll always be a remnant, and there will always be people. Somebody say, God's got a plan. You better hope you're in it. And I say this, but one of the challenges with this generation is they place too much priority on what they think. What they think. Can I, I, I want to say this respectfully and with kindness. I don't care what you think. I really don't. I don't. I, I got delivered from that. I'm going to tell you, you get older, you be set free from that. Hallelujah. You just don't, you just, you realize I don't have a whole lot of time in front of me. So I don't have to pretend. I don't have to play with you. I don't have to put up with your nonsense. You closer to the Lord when you're my age than you were at 30. And I put up with a whole lot at 30 that I will not put up with right now. You better grow up. Get a walk with God. Make up your mind and get God thoughts in your brain. I care about what God thinks. I care about what God says. And Isaiah said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. For as the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That's what I want. Look at your neighbor and say, that's what I want. The second thing that you need to do, you, that I encourage you to do, in 2023. I went back through my notes all the way to 2018. I'm saying the same things I said to some of you in 2018. You know what that tells me? Some of you didn't listen in 2018. I don't know if you're going to listen in 2023. That's not my problem. I realized there was a season in my life that I took it personal. I thought, oh, I can't get down there because I can't get back up. I used to think, oh, if I, if I preached better, if I prayed more, if I fasted more, they would listen. And, they, and, and, and the Lord said, stop that. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop taking all the responsibility on yourself. He said, they have not rejected you. They've rejected me. And it, it literally set me free. He said, your responsibility is to love them and pastor them and preach to them and then put them in my hands. And if they need chastising, I'll chastise them. If they need correcting, I'll correct them. But you don't worry about it. You go home and go to sleep and I'll take care of it. And he has and he will. You need to avail yourself, brothers and sisters, to what I say in this pulpit. You need to avail, not just me, it's not about me, but you need to avail yourself to respect the office of a pastor and the office of an evangelist and the office of a pastor or a prophet. Don't just say, oh, that's just like my college professor or that's just, no, no, no. You need to ask God to give you the right amount of respect to the office of the ministry. You're too casual about it. I don't need amens. You're too casual about it. You, and you know why? You know why you don't respect it? Because you don't respect anything else. Again, I told you I'm preaching 
If it's personal and it fits, wear it. But I'm preaching to the culture in general. I'm not preaching to a person. Because a culture don't respect anything. And you live in that culture. I get you for 90 minutes on a Sunday. But you live in a culture that's void of respect. I've said it. I've said it for five years. I'm going to say it again. They don't respect law enforcement. They don't respect teachers. They don't respect people in authority. They don't respect the people they work for on their jobs. They complain and quit and throw temper tantrum. Don't you bring that spirit in the house of God. Respect what God respects. Not for my sake, but for your sake. For your sake. I don't say this for me. I say it for you. And the voice of God and the voice of your shepherd and the voice of this church and this pulpit is my voice. And that voice trumps everybody else's voice. And I have people in my life that trump my voice. I have people, I have a pastor that I sit under. If my pastor tells me that I have to be such and such a place and do such and such a thing, whether I like it or I don't like it, I'm going to be there. But that's not very many of us like that anymore. Call solemn assembly. Used to be there wouldn't be an empty seat in this building. Now we got we to gotta adjust it into the soccer schedule. We got to adjust around the vacation schedule. If it's convenient, I'll be there and I'll do such and so, such and so. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you with love and compassion, you need to ask God to give you a healthy amount of respect to godly things, to men and women of God that have prayed and have fasted and have time and have investment in the work of I'm not talking about Johnny come lately who just got his whatever off the internet no I'm talking about people that are trusted that have been around that have lived through some experience avail yourself to respect that office There's an interesting story in First First Kings one and nine, and in my devotion I I read this. And the Bible tells about Adonijah said that he sacrificed sheep and oxen and the fatted calf by the serpent stone, and he invited all of his brothers, the king's sons, and all the royal officials of Judah. Then the Bible makes this alarming statement. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet or Benaniah the mighty man or Solomon his brother. And this is what the Lord impressed on me. Who's on your guest list gives insight to what you think is valuable and important. And if you don't, he didn't think that Nathan was important. So he didn't invite him. And he didn't invite the mighty man. And he didn't invite Solomon, his brother. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, give place to the prophetic. Give place to godly leadership. Give place to your pastor. Give place to the wise and the strong who help you be better. Don't disinvite them because they speak the truth to you. Hear me, you need to give place to the people that are going to reach down and grab you by the hand and pick you up and say there's a better place and there's a better way and there's higher ground. Don't you disinvite them because they speak the truth to you. I'm going to tell you, it's very important who sits around your table and who whispers in your ear and tells you things that's contrary to this pulpit and contrary to the Bible. How can you say it? Because I prayed about it and I wept over it and I saw God about it. It's not about me. 
steps about making sure as we go into 2023 that you give a place to the men and women of God to speak into your life. I wish sometimes that we didn't have an internet. I wish sometimes that we didn't have any of that all the technology that we have right now, I think it's made us, it's made us more distracted and more carnal than ever before. And I, I, the reason I believe that is I think it's, we don't have the discipline that we need to have. We don't have the patience to, to sit through something and, 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 and focus our attention because we're used to things that happen in 11 and 12 minutes and, and 13 minutes. We don't have the way, the capacity, the bandwidth. That God can really speak to us. This church, I want to tell you, is an exception to most places. But there's so far, so much further that we need to go. And to respect the men and women of God. When, when pastor gives staff, call everybody Call, call everybody, get some ladies together, put it on social media, buy ad space. Why? Because the sacred man or woman that might be coming might preach a message that changes the trajectory of your whole life. It could affect generations unborn. And value, I want this church to value and respect preaching and those that preach though men and women it's not motivational speaking it's not intellectual enlightenment it's not academic astonishment it is God's chosen anointed divinely inspired yes feet of clay but an office that's holy chosen by God to communicate these timeless truths and I am grateful I, I stand here so grateful to be a part of people that are hungry after God. I stand here so grateful at all of the things that we accomplished in 2022. I thank God for the new classrooms and new sound system and the new state-of-the-art LED signage and new logos and, and new live stream that's reaching people around the world in, in Fiji and the Philippines and, and people in other states that don't have a church. I'm grateful for that. Equally as important, I'm grateful for new influence. And this is not... There's no political agenda, but I'm glad we have a new councilman, Jeremiah Williams, that has a heart for the city, a true heart. I'm grateful, Sister Grace, for you and other ladies that have a burden for women in women's shelters. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that you have a burden to reach out in this community. And Sister Jones, who is here today with people that she's won one in the care home. She's, she's got a burden. She brings them. She, she makes sure they get rides. She picks them up. I'm going to tell you, I know that doesn't sound like much to you, but I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that our property value is going up and our debt is going down. How does this happen? I'll tell you how it happens. He's Lord of the increase. This year, I'm gonna tell you, there's gonna be spiritual increase, Dana. There's gonna be spiritual increase. There's gonna be spiritual increase in growth track, discipleship. Brother Charlie, I'm believing God. There's gonna be more prayer, more prayer. Prayer in the home, prayer in school, prayer at college. Prayer, 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 early morning prayer, late at night prayer, noonday prayer. There must be more prayer. There must be more fasting. People that say no to the flesh, more Bible studies, more baptism. I see increase. I see financial increase. Overall, the financial picture of this church is brighter than ever before. We have more equity and less debt than we've ever had before. 
Most of these projects we do around the church, they are all paid cash within 30 or 45 days, but that's awesome, and I think we ought to give the Lord praise for that right now. God's doing it. He's Lord of the increase, but we can do better. We can do better on our building projects in Ecuador. We're almost there completing that project. We can do better in our local and home projects. We can do better in our stewardship to the Lord because generous people prosper. There's going to be relational increase. People that have been away from God for a long time, that have drifted away during the pandemic, they're going to come back. Sons and daughters are going to come back. Grandchildren are going to come back. Prodigals are going to come back. This is going to be the year that relationships are restored in the name of the Lord. People that lost their faith will come back at the midnight hour just before the coming of the Lord happens to snatch us out of this world. How is this going to happen? Which brings me to my message. How does this happen? It happens because we have 1 Corinthians. We need people to be planted. Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And before you can plant somebody else, you have to be planted yourself. I want, them, I want them to bring out my illustration. I was preaching in the Bay Area. He's going to need more than one probably. Several young men can help him. I was preaching in the Bay Area for Brother Lamonis, and as this was several months ago, as I was coming back, just everybody focus on me. You'll see it in just a minute. The wind was gusting that day. And I was watching these, these giant shrubs, these, these tumbleweeds that were just rolling. Come on, bro, hurry up. Come on. Bro, come out. Just space, space them out quickly all across the platform. I saw them this morning on my way to church. I, I was looking over by the railroad track. They were everywhere on both sides and all along the freeway they were there. And I don't, God doesn't speak to me like maybe some people and I'm not trying to discredit that but how the Lord deals with me. He said there's people like that. They live like a tumbleweed. Constantly rolling and I I thought Lord there's got to be more than just that because an idea no he said there's a scripture he said in Ephesians 4 and 14 that they should be no longer children tossed to and fro carried about by every wind of doctrine the trickery of men the cunning craftness and deceitful planning. He said they're like tumbleweeds, constantly rolling. I want to tell you something, brothers and sisters. You got to find a ministry and you got to plant yourself in it. You got to find a purpose in your life and plant yourself. You gotta find a passion and plant yourself. This species of plant, once it's mature and dry, it detaches itself from the root system. And it rolls due to the force of the wind. The weed is dead, but the seeds spread. And that's why you must be careful who you roll with.
They're agricultural nuances, a nuisance. They're fire hazards. They block roads and driveways. They barricade peoples inside their homes. And if you don't believe that, when you get home, Google it and look and see. I want to ask you, how much money is enough that you'll move your family across the United States where there's not even a church? How much money is it enough? I know, I've known of people who move all around the nation for $2 more an hour. Rolling, rolling, rolling. I've seen people church hop and shop until they find out for somebody to serve them exactly what they want. want. I want to say you only grow when you are planted. Oh, but you're too strict. You're too liberal, you're too loud, you're too quiet, it's too bright, it's too dark. No, that's not the problem. The problem is you're not planted. But when you are planted, you shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its due season whose leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he does, it shall prosper. God planted a garden. Noah planted a vineyard. Abraham planted a tree and the psalmist says they that are planted in the house of the Lord Psalms 92 and 13 those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God they shall bear fruit in old age they are full of sap and green and I would say plant yourself plant your family plant your time plant your resources plant your future in the house of our God. Clap your hands to the Lord all over this place. Paul said, I planted. And then Apollos said, I watered. We need waterers. We need people that will encourage somebody. We need people that'll call somebody. We need planters. But we need people that every time they open their mouth, it's not something negative. I know some of you, I've been preaching 30 minutes and I'm battling right now. I'm almost done. You need people that'll water you. You need to find somebody to pour water on. You don't know who's going through a struggle. You don't know who's going through the battle of their life. You don't know what they're facing, what they're fighting. We need people in this church that know how to plan, but they also know how to speak a word to somebody that is weary and battling and struggling. They can encourage somebody. Be kind, be gracious, be compassionate. If we're going to be the church that we need to be, we must have people that are planted. And we must have people that are waterers. And the Bible said in Isaiah that the Lord, Isaiah 58 and 11, I'm almost done. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places. Make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden in a spring of water whose waters do not fail. I want to tell you in my closing moments, this year will be a year of profound blessing. It will be a year of profound goodness, but it is not going to come without us doing our part. It's not going to, God is not just going to sit back and say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to give it to them because they're just good people. No, no, no. I'll tell you what 
what pastor needs. Oh, God, give me planted people. Oh, God, give me people that are stable and steadfast, that are growing and flourishing. Give me planted people. And God, let this church be a watering place. For those that are away from God, I had somebody, I won't, I'm not going to say that, but I had somebody here recently, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to break it down. They said, I wish, I just wish that this situation could be right now. Why? Because there's so much water here. There's so many people that are going along looking for somebody that needs encouragement, looking for somebody that's walking through a struggle. You that are spiritual, if you see somebody that is struggling and battling and a little bit wobbly, pour some water on their life. Singers can come, musicians can come. Then, and only then, he said, God gives the increase. I'm going to take a risk and get down here. I've been praying, Lord. I've done everything I know to do. I prayed, I fast, I study. I want you to hear, I'm going to expose my heart. I prayed, I fasted, I've studied, I've I've saved. I've been a good steward. I've done everything I know to do. I don't know anything else to do. I don't know anything. I've tried, I've tried to lead this church. We've tried. We've tried to lead it the best that we can. Our staff, our volunteers. All along, I said, God, I don't know, I don't know, what, I don't know anything else to, to do. I've I, I brought in the best. We brought in the best. We brought in the best speakers. We, we've worked and we poured, we poured money into sound. We do, yeah, we've had people donating this and this and this. And this. I said, I don't know anything else. He said, leave it with me. Because increase, it only comes from the Lord. He said, encourage the people this year to be planters, to work, to serve, to give, to be planted, to be stable. Encourage them to water others. Pour water on others. Oh, well, they don't deserve it. Neither did you. They don't deserve forgiveness, neither did you. Neither did I. Encourage them to water other people. I want to tell you, if you're going through a drought yourself, the best thing you can do is get some water and go water somebody else because when you water somebody else, the Bible says you will be watered. Said, uh, he, said, he said, increase. I want to pastor 5,000 people, but I can't because increase comes from the Lord. I want to do everything I got to make sure the chemistry's right. And sometimes it gets off, and that's what pastors do. They're constantly making adjustments. If the church is too carnal, you pour it this way. If it's too legalistic, you pull it back this way. And it's constantly this, and it's that. And you're, and you're just trying to lead them to the Red Sea. And I'm going to tell you, if you think it's easy, you have no idea. I'm not complaining because we have a phenomenal church. But I'm telling you, we could be greater. We could do more if everybody will help us. If everybody will help us and stop rolling around with the wrong people. People that speak doubt and faith and confusion into your life and you're wondering why you're tormented in your spirit because you're rolling and running with this. And you know what? You run with this and you get this. And you sow seeds around everyone. No, I don't want to live this way. I want to live this way. 
I want to I want to be green how much time you got left past I don't know I don't know if I got a day or a year or a decade but I'm saying to God I want to be green I want to be fruitful I want to be planted I want to water people and preachers I want you to stand and raise your hands to the Lord right now. Lift your hands as you receive the word of the Lord. Come on, everybody, receive the word of the Lord. Come on, and the Lord's going to minister to you right where you are. Come on, I want you to pray. If it's appropriate, pray with somebody next to you right now. Come on, pray together. Pray together. Pray together. Come on, let's pray together. I want to be planted. And I want to be a waterer. I want to be planted. And I want to be a waterer. And the Lord will give me the increase. I want to be planted. I want to be planted. And I want to be a waterer. And the Lord, the Lord will give us increase. If you're watching this, wherever you are, the Lord will give you increase. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. If you're watching this, Wherever you are, God is trying to do a work. Be planted. Be a waterer. God will increase your life, your family, your ministry. Come on, raise your hands. Raise your hands. Lift your voice. Come on, pray. Pray with somebody. Pray, 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 pray that this word would get in your spirit all that I've said, all that I've preached, all that I've availed myself to give you. Come on, let's just let this word, we're going to let it work for just a minute for before we move into communion. Come on, let the word work. Maybe God's dealing with you right now about a ministry. God's dealing with you about a situation where you need more stability. Raise your hand. No boundaries. I see increase all around me. Stretch for, break for, release me. Enlarge my territory. Come on, raise your hands no right now. Limits. Come on, raise your hands. No to you right now.